Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for fun. You're gonna need to park that train, George. You're gonna need to park it. Ah, uh, you know. Okay, so you feel. I mean, I'm just like this is like so metaphor. I don't know. Is it a metaphor? What is it? Is it a, an analogy? Is it a, a typical of just an example of it's what a play? Gone, it's a, it's a what's play. Ha- what's happened in Vancouver's Park Board for the last eight, four, eight, ten, twelve years of incompetence? And you go ahead, tell tell us because it's like seriously. I'm so beyond i've got resting b face over this i'm so mad okay so as a small child the magic of going on the christmas train in stanley going on the miniature train at stanley park at any time of year was amazing but in particular even in the driving rain we would go with my grandparents on the christmas train in stanley park and it was fundraiser for burn fund special totally Mm -hmm. so the park board that can't open a pool on time because, oh my God, because, uh, can't open the whatever because, but can find a way to build a bike lane in Stanley Park in five seconds. Let me talk about this. Here we go again. Here we go again. George, they're not going to have the train this year. Why do you ask? Why do oh, you ask? Um, let me see. Does it start with the word lawn and end with the word mower? Because they didn't cut the grass around the tra- train tracks because they don't do their job. I mean, yeah. it's like just and it, and we're close because they, they close it for out. Halloween too. This this the, uh, actually real fun one is the is the Halloween train Halloween which was train because I love that one and the Christmas one is so too. fun with little, little kids. It's like and I know that there's all this other it's stuff. And, and definitely don't not go to this. Go to Bright Nights at Stanley Park if you're in Vancouver or the region. Yeah. It's a wonderful rent event. It's an important fundraiser for the firefighters and the burn fund. But you know, it's literally like it's just it's it's not even about the bright lights. It's it's really just an example of incompetence of, of politicians for too long in park board. And you know, the pressure's on for ABC. Uh, I was actually on Global last night because I understand ABC didn't want to comment on this, which I thought was surprising because oh. the only answer uh, would be to me, uh, and I guess because they're in limbo right now, they don't get sworn in. So they're thinking, well, we shouldn't really speak to the stuff. But I would say the simple answer is this is not cool. We're going to focus on this kind of stuff. This is why we're, we got voted in and we're going to look into this. I, we don't know if we can get it up and running by Christmas. Obviously, there's issues. We'll look into it. But Open it up know. to open it up to volunteers to come in and clean the tracks. Open it up. Say, hey, well, we don't know what damage the tracks have, though. They, somebody you know, can fix them, George. I know, I know, if all know, of a sudden the Olympics absolutely. were coming to town, those tracks yeah, yeah, would be fixed yeah, by know, the weekend. Like, come on. I know. So that was a disappointing to find out that ABC is not, you know, they didn't go because I was on global because they couldn't find it. I'm like, okay, I'll talk about the trade. Um, I just think that's not a good start, but, uh, but pressure's on for ABC. I mean, they get sworn in this new party with Ken Sim as the mayor in Vancouver. For those who don't know, they dominate park board, school board and council, massive majorities on all three levels, uh, certainly on park board and council, not such massive on school board. Um, And, you know, people are going to be watching. They they're they're not going to get a hundred days. They're going to get thirty days before people start criticizing them. Because I think because the promises were big, expectations, high, bar, high expectation. Because the Low promises bar to pass, but high bar of expectations of what. Yeah, they're because achieve. the promises 
the promises and the PR push, the excellent job that ABC did to put the platforms forward, a regular diet of this is what we change, which is, I think, to take the spin out of you being on Global last night because they didn't want to comment on this three weeks ago. They would have held a press conference about this. Like, you're not going to comment about it until you have the, you know, and then you're, it's like, "Mm, that's what's broken in politics. But also from the current outgoing, bye-bye, Park Board, bye-bye, I got an email in my inbox. No, I love John and Trish because they're the only people that would talk to us because the rest of them were trying to get us fired. Um, And that's fact. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm looking at you. You know, I'm looking at you. And they watch us. They, they hate watch us. They hate watch us. They watch us. <laughs> Any audience but is a good audience in my mind. <laughs> I got an email, oh, as, as did everybody. Us. Yeah, for sure. Tune in. Tune in and learn, guys and gals. <laughs> Tune in and learn. But the apology letter that went out to the uh, to the Musqueam, Squamish, oh, yeah. the Tooth from the park board, from the chair. Is that what Stuart McKinnon's role is? The outgoing park board chair. Uh, bye-bye. They took the time. Instead of addressing... The train for the kids oh, yes. and the charity and that like keep sending out a, another another written letter to somebody that doesn't have anything to do with well to what who? The no, I mean, to, to the first to three First Nations, but you know, fine. I don't know when that was approved. Was it in the last their last commission commission or board meeting? I don't know, but I mean, it's fine. But yeah, you're right. It's it, the the irony is thick. They're like seriously, like come on. I mean, let's get our anyways. We don't want to get into this whole. But, you know, priorities, not that that letter is not important and why they did it and all those things. But you spent hours doing this when you could be hours doing that. You know, like, come it's on. a vanity, ego, meaningless thing to put out. Even how it's written is like, did you cut that and paste that from some letter? Probably the city government, government, right? Ago, I think, yeah. But there's nothing, there's nothing fresh in there. It's just like, I'm going to go out on this note. Okay, thanks. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for doing nothing for parks in this city for the last. And by four the way, years. you like, were all nothing. obliterated and thrown off the face yeah. of the earth. So everybody's mad mm-hmm. at you, and for good reason. And I, mm-hmm. I, this is the first year of my life that I've lived in Vancouver and not had a swimming kids pool at least one. The last two years, even in the pandemic, I at least had two days in that pool. And this year, not for lack of trying, every day it was open, I could not get a spot yeah. to swim one hour in the pool that I pay for at the end of my street. It's yeah. unbelievable. And they were still following anyway. strict protocols. And then don't get us started on a lifeguard issue, which there are stories we have talked about. There are things that I think have not been reported from Park Board about potentially I think there are things that have happened there that are need to be found out. Um, you know, I think Can you give us a hint of, about that? Is well, there are there, there any people, hints? I think, I think there's been injuries, if not deaths, that we haven't heard about, you know. I, I don't. I, I've heard rumors that this is the case, and I would like to know. I would like a journalist to dig into that um, because I think, uh, you know, this we take great pride in our beaches being safe, and that's because we have great lifeguards. And yeah. it's not easy being a lifeguard on a beach. No, um, it's big. So, uh, but the con- consistent incompetence of <laughs> of park board. Uh, and you know, I'm not going to attack Donnie, and who's the you know the, the the GM. I think it's a good time for them to really focus on this new board of directors that they have, uh, and hopefully they will get the right direction. Because generally, staff are just saying, "Well, this is the direction you gave us. Like, what right. are we supposed to do? You, yeah, we can do all those things, but you telling us to do this over here, we can't 
we can't do it unless you give us a lot more staff. And of course, we know Park Board has got less money because of their decisions like the bike lane in Stanley Park, which ABC has promised to bring back, but just more efficiently and, and, and properly, as opposed to a bunch of really expensive cones that are costing hundreds of thousands of dollars per year to rent. Um, let's build and a to shut down lane. businesses within. Yeah, let's build parking, a proper bike lane that opens up the lost. I mean, it's just bad management. But access to people with disabilities. Access to people with disabilities, access to the businesses there, you know, a way for emergency vehicles to get through. And, you know, uh, the um, as much as I don't agree with the horse drawn carriages in Stanley Park, they're grandfathered in. And, you know, it's well, it's it's just one more uh, business that's got an impact without any thought to the impact that the decisions were made. You have to wait. Thank you. Thank you for finishing. Thank you for finishing my sentence on that, because the point being, whether I agree with it or not, whether because people are like, you hate bikes. I'm like, no, I don't actually. I just <laughs> hate that bike lane. I do. I do. I we cycle you got more bikes than I do. Time. I do. You're welcome. You can borrow them anytime. But the fact is the matter uh, in, in this, in the new incarnation of Park Board, my hope, my dream is that they will sit down as a board, discuss priorities, mm-hmm. urgency in priorities Funny. and get the top 10 list done before one pet project or pie in the sky wish of fixing global warming and truth and reconciliation because you know what we need you to do mow the lawn Mm -hmm. mow the damn lawn can we talk (laughs) about my anger with the um with the provincial back this week and just like jody's anger she's angry with everything i'm I'm so mad mr lighthearted this week hello everybody that's right. Happy George. Happy George. Happy George. <laughs> mad Jody. Mad Jody. Well, because this is the time of year that I just get so frustrated. Like, did you see the footage at UVic and at my oh, old yeah. high school, South Delta Senior Secondary? It was like a freaking war zone. People yeah, shooting rolling cam. Crazy. We had it right on our street in Vancouver. On, I'm on Richard Street, and it was there was stuff going off, and it's illegal in Vancouver to do fireworks. Uh, it was going crazy on Richard Street. I don't know who these people were. They're right on the street, right on the corner of Richards and Pacific. Just like, what the hell? What? Anyways, I'd yeah, like that, to know that, that that thing was crazy. I mean, God, if my kid was in that, I would be like, whoa, what are you doing? Get out of there. So my kid was actually at a school on the west side. It was Carnarvon. A bunch of kids gathered over at Carnarvon School, whatever. And and I had warned mm-hmm. him already. We'd had the conversations about the dangers of that. And I got a, I'm pretty lucky. I got a fairly responsible kid. At least he pretends to be. Um, yes. But he came home Spirit and he said, "My parents thought that about me too." For sure. But you you live to tell the tale. So I'm just trying to make him survive. Barely. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but he came home and he's like, "You know what? Let me Mom, tell you a few stories." <laughs> came home and he said, you know what, mom, it was really weird because he was with all of his buddies. He's like, there was this big black pickup truck in a city where there's a ban on fireworks, big black pickup truck cruising around Carnarvon where people were already setting off fireworks, stopped and asked the group of teens, want to buy some fireworks? And they're like, no. But oh, uh, so they, yeah. they sped Good away. Voice. But there's, we, well, they didn't have any money is what I was. No, they just didn't have any but, yeah. You know, they don't carry cash. They have a tap card. They can't, they're not That's tapping right. for fireworks. It keeps them out of trouble. But the fact of the matter is it was a freaking war zone there. He came in smelling like the ozone associated with <laughs> the fireworks. Like he smelled like gunpowder. Um, mm-hmm. So, but it's like, was there, at, at UVic, they were blowing up toilets and bathrooms. Like what is happening in society when that is yeah. what? I know. 
but you know, I was a teenager once and we did some pretty stupid things when I grew up in Langley and including crazy things with fireworks. And we used to play this game and I do not, this is not none endorsed. We used to, you know, the whole, you know, those little, I forget what they're called. The Firecrackers. Yeah, yeah, they're firecrackers. I guess they were the little you, red, red firecrackers. Yeah, the little red ones. As long as you and can. You, whoever held it the longest, you know, would be the coolest. And inevitably, somebody in your school every year would lose an eye. Yes. Yeah. Inevitably, and, or a finger, or you know, I, I tell I tell Amanda this, who grew up in the UK, right? She's British, and she's always amazed. And it's not as bad, but you know, we, if and you grew up around the same time, and it's, it's definitely not as bad, but. If a, if a year went by that, you know, the kid didn't die in a car accident in high school, it was, it, that just didn't happen. Every year there would be one or two or three or four kids that would die in car, because, I don't know, because we, they were drunk and they were, just, you know, racing and speeding. This was just yeah. standard procedure growing up, which I find yeah. now thinking, well, that's just wrong. That that became, that was normalized when I was growing up, that kids would just die in car accidents uh, and do stupid things. And, I feel like kids are, while that was shocking to see what was happening in Victoria, it seems less, you know, common or less, like, it seems like kids are smarter in some ways than we were when I was a kid. It seemed like standard procedure to be an idiot when I was in high school. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong because, of course, we saw what happened at the concert in ba- Baby, not Baby Face. Little Baby. Little Baby. Little Baby. Little Baby. Little Baby. He was sick. On the babies. I- couldn't go on stage because he wasn't feeling well and everybody lost their ever loving minds and tore the place apart, cost $300,000 yeah. in damage. The VPD, the reason why it's topical now is the VPD are releasing photos of the top 10 most wanted destructors, vandals, hooligans, whatever. Um, and I'm, I'm a huge supporter of swift and meaningful consequences. As you know, George, mm-hmm. like I, for people that are breaking the law, like, Okay, let's yeah. do something. Let's 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 make there be meaningful consequences for those actions. And we're very devoid yeah. of that right now, it would seem, because people are reoffending in ways that are ridiculous. So these top ten, whatever, they're gonna they'll find them. Somebody knows who they are. They'll charge oh, them. Yeah. But the cops constantly ask us if you were in the area and have any dash cam footage or you know whatever yeah. on your phone, send it to us. Again, in high crime situations. And in Victoria, have you seen the little robot that they have that they roll out in some events when they have a major event in Victoria? It, it's actually a no. portable CCTV. So, oh, really? And they put up signs uh-huh. beforehand. They put up signs beforehand, those LED flashing signs. Just so you know, on this day, we're going to be taking pictures of everything here, guys. Everybody here is going to be on camera. So just so you know, this is what we're doing. I think we should do that. And, and you and I have talked about CCTV cameras before. You were I, on council I, when the... I put a motion forward, at least for Granville Street, I had put a motion forward that was turned down. Uh, you know, there is interesting. As I, I've talked about this before, but I, yeah. I was privy to some pretty amazing... This is I was elected just after the, the riots in 2011. So they were in the midst of that whole process. And they had purchased right. the police department here a lot of equipment to... Uh, software that they had put strung together to kind of create this to check to f- track these people it was amazing what they were able to do and every year we would get a presentation of these things and show they would show you something that happened and, sh- and then you they could because of this people giving their footage they could connect it all through software they follow these people they can say okay see the guy in the hat now he's there now he's over here now he's down now now he's walking down there now we can see he's getting on bus number this one now he's on that bus we can see him because they have cct on buses now we can see he's driving down the bus now he's getting off at this stop now we know he's in that neighborhood and and now we just have to look and he's in that neighborhood somewhere that's where he lives it's like whoa you could just follow this person it was and this is without 
approved CCTV. This is just stringing together a bunch of private footage and some public footage that you have within buildings or in you know transit or whatever it might be. And so they, it's it's you know the CCTV exists, and I think it's just formalizing it, just accepting yeah. it. I don't know why we can. I know there's privacy issues and all of that, but when in areas where you have more concerns about safety than you have about privacy. I think you have to consider it for sure. And thank um, you it's for a, it's saying a that. Hot, hot button issue, and it's and you get because of my, the motion I put forward, and then Melissa de Genova did it again, similar motion when she was in council about a year ago, didn't didn't succeed because people you know they, they come out the people that are against this, but I think the majority of people are like, yes, please, we have we have our, ca our phones, everything is we assume exactly. now that we're, we're all being tracked. So. What know, you said there, line. but what you said there, I think is so salient. It's like, this is the, this is the point now when the choice is safety or privacy, safety has to be the priority now because the crimes yeah. that are happening and the rate with which they are happening and the inability for law enforcement to prove the crimes that are happening and the crown requires a level of proof that has mm -hmm. to be th that bar needs to be more than cleared in order for there to be swift and meaningful consequences and mm -hmm. i believe that that footage would help to remove a layer of of really dangerous criminal activity from our streets we're in a gang war we're we've got you know four or five stranger attacks daily and mm -hmm. what you just talked about with the private footage you remember that column that i wrote for the orca a couple of years ago now, I think it was mid 2020, where a friend of mine's young prepubescent daughter was at Granville Island. It was right around that time where all of the attacks were happening on teens and young girls in the Fairview Slopes area. There was like the warnings were going out from police and they're like, be on alert. And there was another stranger back in the time when stranger attacks were a weird thing in Vancouver. Right. One of my friend's young daughters was at Granville Island with her older sister and their friend. So with teenagers who look like young adults but this one prepubescent young young girl got groped at granville island went home and shamefully right. told her mother thought she had done something wrong and her mother told me totally randomly and i was like you know what call these detectives in this area of vpd and tell them what happened and they did right away and those cops were able to go to granville island because they have cctv within granville island because it is a private entity it's privately owned right federal, so they federal had land. federal it's land but right. privately owned and operated so they have cameras in there they were able to see the exact moment where she was groped and who did it and then they found that guy and he was a repeat a repeat offender pedophile who they then arrested charged and he's now in jail because there was footage wow yeah i know i think people have given up reporting they're like why bother but I think you still yeah. need to. They're, the police always tell you, just call us. Or leave. they don't. They need the data so that they can go to the politicians and say this is happening. You know, people say, yeah. "Well, what's the point of reporting that break in or that My car. car smashed window or uh, you know?" Yeah. Uh, but if you don't, then they have no data to prove the case that there's a problem in either a two block radius if it's a smashed window or groping or whatever it might be. Whatever it um, is you know, muggings, even intimidation, things like that. These are important to report. If you feel like you're being followed um, and then you, you know, there's no reason why you shouldn't, you don't have to call the 911, but certainly you should be reporting, hey, there's this guy and then, you know, 
especially if you see it again and again. I mean, this is yeah. If it's an immediate danger, you call nine one one. If it's not an immediate danger, but you need to report a crime of any kind, mm-hmm. of any kind, you call the non emergency number and you create a file number. With mm-hmm. the case, I've got it. It's taken me years, but I've got it there. The criminal harassment online harassment case. Who's this guy's now entered a guilty plea? It's taken a long time, but it was because I called the non emergency number and I created a file. And then I followed up on that file and then I followed up on that. And then I followed up with detectives and I gave a statement that I, it's taken forever, but I'm going to get meaningful consequences for this individual. And yep. this takes me to online harassment, online hate, the jump from online to real life. Speaker Pelosi's husband, Paul, can you imagine 82 year old man being woken up from his sleep by an intruder yelling, where's Nancy? Are you kidding me right now? And the yeah. fact that Elon Musk, who just seven days now, seven days into owning Twitter, um, tweet, tweets that maybe there's a tiny bit of the story that's he, not out there. Like, oh, I mean, that's just garbage. He retracted it. He, t- he took it down, but it was out there. Screen grabbed, shared. Uh, the the conspiracy theorists were all, all over that. Even I saw that. I'm like, well, what is this? Of course, and I'm sort of Googling, you know, what is he talking about? Um, yeah. And then Donald and, Trump talks about it. Yeah, on Fox now News. It becomes real. Uh, you know, it's it's gross. You know, creating these kinds of this is not a good time to be spreading that kind of garbage. You know, but Elon Musk has got big plans for Twitter. You're gonna pay your eight bucks for a little blue check mark. You already have your blue check mark. I didn't, I I didn't ask why. for my I didn't I didn't ask for my blue check I don't mark. Know why I don't have one, but I never asked. But I never asked for it, and I have one, and I don't care if they take it away, and I'm not paying for Twitter ever. Save this. Screen I'll pay for it if this I think particular- it's valuable. I pay for other services. I'll take a look at it if there's something else there, because I have a marketing company, so I'm always curious about these right. things. I look at things slightly differently. Um, as a politician, I'm not sure I would, but as a as a marketer, I'm like, okay, well, what else you got? What are you giving me for eight bucks? Because if it's worth it, um, I need to be informed on what it is. But I, he, here's the thing: I, I mean, I think that people are like really going after Elon Musk for this purchase, and I'm, you know, I'm a I, I think he's I think he's one of the most revolutionary thinkers that we've had in the last you know fifty years at least. I mean, if you th- look at what he's transformed, space technology, automobile technology, uh, his boring company is not doing much now, but um, and now he's going to take on social media and he says he's going to change the way it is. The first thing he'll do is he he's going to take on TikTok and he's going to say the algorithms, the data that TikTok is able to to use and 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 make people help people connect with the right stuff and you know. Twitter doesn't do that currently. It's very much a, you know, very just a chain of comments and you don't really get fed the information that you think that it would like you to see. And I think he'll change that. But um, he also thinks, he's saying that he thinks you can, he wants to have his cake and eat it too. And maybe it's possible. Maybe there's a way through technology and for and having freedom of speech work together through technology that you can solve this problem of, of misinformation getting out there. I don't know. If, but if there's anybody that can do it, I'm sorry, but I think Elon Musk might be that guy, even though you might hate him. He says he wants to be able to do both, that you can have freedom of speech and uh, through technology create this platform that is still very social without the horrible, evil bullshit. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I know people are really angry and I see all these reporters and hosts and saying they're going to get off Twitter. And I'm like, okay, well, that was not me, by the way, just for the, just for the record. I'm the person who's like, own people. And yeah, I, but I, I'm like, I feel like because, I'm because he, here if I may. he's a Trump supporter yeah, or whatever. I mean, is that why no. people? No, he's a provocateur. He says yeah. some pretty, he says some pretty crazy stuff. 
um, and and he cozies up in some ways to further his own agenda. And there's there's that. I mean, there's you know, and but the thing that I find so interesting is that Elon Musk is the primary shareholder of Twitter, but he's not. He, he's he's the decision maker. He just fired three thousand people today, mm-hmm. just now, just now, and they they were all told. Everybody in Twitter was told, stay home today, work from home, open your emails by noon Eastern. And if your email is gone, you're out. That's how he's firing people. If you, so if your emails, and he's fired some pretty strategic policy, heavy hitting, whatnot. The other big owner of Twitter is the Saudi government. Just to, just to give it some perspective. They're, they bore, they're not owner. They, they lend him the money. So they're, you know, they're not, right. They could call in. He's the he's the sole shareholder, right? But I mean, one of the things he did last week was just you know make sure that his minerals were coming in for his batteries and from South America and, and from Brazil. And he's talking to Bolsonaro, and he's like, he's a provocateur. There's this, and people can people can vote on that with their minds for sure. But when it comes to the actual platform, and everybody's like, it's a cesspool, and oh my god, and it's this and that. I have noticed zero difference so far, and I'm going to be this is going to shock you, George. I'm going to be in the middle on it. Because if I don't see a remarkable difference, people are like, oh my God, I've lost this many followers. I don't know how many followers I have and I don't care. I don't care. And if a bunch of bots come at me and start trolling me like crazy, I'll just block, 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 block. I don't care. People are yelling at me in a silo somewhere. I'm in people's bios, for God's sake. I don't I care. Block. Yeah. I, 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 I love the people shit telling out me, of it. When people says, oh, I can't believe that person saying that to you. And you're like, they are? I have no idea. Oh, you tell me that all the time. It's like, oh, those people are pissed at you. I'm like, ooh, I don't know. There's one woman, actually, it was Dr. Brenda Narang actually sent me a screen grab going, who is this person? Because it's in their bio. Their entire bio, George, is I do not consent for Steele and Vance to use my tweets in their program anytime, da-da-da-da-da. And both Linda and I are blocked. And I'm like, who are you? Wow. Yeah, that's uh, bizarre. I'm getting a little warning signs. I'm worried we're going to crash. Are we crashed again? So yeah, uh, there we go. We had a bit of a bit of a glitch there. I'm not sure where we. <laughs> you were talking about uh, Twitter, and we, you know, we sorry everybody. We're having some technical issues these days with uh, our program, our system, ZenCaster. Um, I'll send a strongly worded letter to ZenCaster's head office. <laughs> CC, CC the Park Board and the uh, former mayor of Vancouver. Hey, Anyways, uh, I think the, gotta... the old adage, only time will tell with with uh, Elon Musk on, on the Twitter side. Yeah. But from my point of view, uh, and I think it's still a, a, a solid platform for conversations. And, and I listened to, I don't know if you listened to New York Times podcast, but it, they talked about, the daily. you know, it, it, yeah. it revolutionized, you know, you look at Arab Spring, and that was all because of Twitter. Those those things that happened in the 2000s, 2010, 2011. Um, Twitter actually made a difference in the world because it freed up the ability. So people talk a lot about, oh, they should these these fake accounts and these egghead people. Um, the challenge with that is that in those places where they want to be able to be anonymous, where they need to get their message out, Twitter is is still that platform where you can go on there and not register anything fancy, you know, put your credit card in, you don't have to, you could just go on there, make up a name and say you're this person and start communicating. While it has a lot of evilness to it, uh, it also has an opportunity for people who need to communicate that don't want to be found. Um, and, and certainly when you have a war, like you see in Ukraine, Twitter is an effective place for that to, to, to communicate. You can't do that on 
Facebook. You can't do that on other platforms. You can do that on Twitter. So I think you can we'll geocache see. it. So you can be verified in North America where you are not persecuted for your uh, posts online. I think that would eliminate a great deal of angst and anger and yeah. negativity in North America that, that that is being activated in a way that is uh, really politically mo- motivated and minded and, and is attacking as a woman. And as and I, I don't speak for women uh, of color, um, but what I see Twitter levy level at women, uh, particularly journalists and physicians, women of color is just shocking. And it's all from anonymous accounts. And that needs to be shut down. So there needs to it's... be some middle ground for that as well, because the the people who are as vulnerable as you explain in some countries that need to have the ability to be anonymous to are equal and opposite on the other side of the equation. And there needs to be a way to fix it in the middle. There has, there just simply has to be create, create an email platform where you can be completely anonymous for it. But that email place, if somebody is actively doing something illegal to someone else, then that information is given to law enforcement freely and easily. But then what do you do if you're, but then if you're in a country that, that what you're doing is illegal. I'm talking about in North America. I know, I'm talking I know. about it's in North like, America. It's like, oh so, my God, how do we fix this? It's, we're yeah, all, but you're not a woman. What, you're not a woman. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, what's, let's see what Elon can do. I mean, if he can make it work yeah. so that you don't get persecuted sure. no matter what, sure. and you have a way to communicate if there's evils going on in your plate, wherever you are, uh, like we saw with the Arab Spring and or whatever it was, and you can see revolutions or in a positive way. <laughs> but you know, yeah. it's like this I was criminally show. harassed, criminally harassed on Twitter. For five years. Yeah. No, I know. Thought my, so, thought my family was in danger. So yeah. um, I yeah. might have a little extra skin in this game. So Elon, get your shit together. Um, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. <laughs> George underscore Ooh, Affleck. <laughs> George underscore Affleck at Jody Vance. Jody with a Y Vance. And you will find Unspun Podcast on Twitter as well at Unspun Podcast, but unspunpodcast.com is where you hit the button. And next week, next week we get to talk about the, what's going on in America, primaries, election time, nerds, nerd alert, election nerd alert. Right. So I'll be watching and uh, we'll talk about that. I don't know. I don't know. Do you it's read weird. Michael Moore's uh, Substack? Have you seen that? I have not. No. Okay, so Michael Moore. He's very optimistic. You know, He's bullish. Right. But he was also the guy that said Donald Trump's going to be next president. Everybody's like, no, he's not. Right. So and he's done all of the documentaries that I mean, if you Google Michael Moore, but he's got this 34 reasons why blue tsunami is going to happen and why we all need to turn off our TVs and ignore all the pollsters and pundits. So if you haven't checked it out, blue, I blue, subscribe for those to who because who, I find it very confusing. Blue is the is the Democrats and red is the which seems counterintuitive. In but, Canada, it's uh, like. It's the opposite. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, I, I think. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's it's an important election. And I think it'll it'll see. I mean, Michael Moore, I, I spent a day with Michael Moore. I did a, when I was at CBC, I spent a whole day driving around with him, doing a, a documentary on him uh, and his book that he had launched at that point. And this would be nine, I don't know, 98, 97, I can't remember. It was really and fascinating. He was very... He was really, it was really fun. And uh, I sat in the back of the seat and he was in the front seat and we, we just talked the whole time. Sometimes he'd say, okay, turn your recording off. Cause I want to, you know, he would check to see if I was still recording. He's a bit paranoid. Uh, cause you know, yeah. he knows that's what he does. Uh, cause we have these other, other conversations cause we were talking about music and stuff. Cause that was what the documentary was about his passion for music and how it influenced his life. And, uh, so I, you know, but also <laughs> he's thinking, 
you got a tape recorder there. Um, so tape yeah. recorder. Anyway, so it was an interesting day for sure. And I, and, and uh, and the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, we'll see you next week after that. We'll talk more. Bye. Bye.